You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon this morning is, as I mentioned previously, the gospel reading for the Epiphany of Our Lord from Matthew chapter 2. Country music artist Faith Hill recorded a beautiful Christmas song entitled, A Baby Changes Everything. Almost two weeks ago, we celebrated an event that would change everything. Literally everything. The birth of Jesus in that tiny town of Bethlehem on that starry night in the most unsanitary and messy of places, a place fit for stinky and dirty animals. In that most messy of all places, the birth of Jesus, the very Son of God, would change everything. The incarnation of Jesus, the Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, would change everything. The birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus would change the way forgiveness would be given to repentant sinners. Forgiveness would no longer be given through the sacrifice of animal, but through the once and for all sacrifice of the truly innocent Son of God. The birth and life of Jesus would change the way one could have a relationship with God. It was no longer a relationship between you and a priest and then on to God. Now it's a relationship where you and prayer can go directly to God. The birth of Jesus also changed our calendar. Not that people back there knew it, but before Jesus was born, people lived in the B.C. times, the before Christ times. And after the birth of Jesus, well, about three years after the birth of Jesus, people lived in the A.D. times, the year of our Lord time. Almost two weeks ago, we celebrated an event which would change everything. The thing is, though, when families gather around the Christmas tree or perhaps get together with friends, The gift which literally changed everything oftentimes isn't too high on their list of gifts given to others. Gifts fit for our family, things like ugly sweaters, socks, Xboxes, tools. The gifts that we think are fit for our family, gifts that we think are fit for friends, as practical as some of them may be, these gifts oftentimes are greatly underappreciated or unappreciated. The gift which changed everything for us, the gift which, if it wasn't given in the first place, would totally eliminate the Christmas season, as well as the Easter season, as well as every hope and promise of eternal life after this life, is the one that's often least appreciated of all. but not to the wise men. After the 12 days of Christmas are supposedly celebrated, something special happens. 
No, it wasn't that we, it's not that we take down the Christmas tree and all the trimmings, or that we turn off our Christmas lights and darken this already dark world, but rather epiphany happens. Epiphany is mysterious, unknown, and unappreciated season of the church year. Epiphany happens. Epiphany, it's all about extending God's love to all of humanity. Epiphany is all about God's love extending to every man, woman, and child in our communities and in our world. When Mary and Joseph were told to name their precious gift of a baby Jesus, they were told to name him this because, as it says in Matthew, he will save his people from their sins. Now, if you take that at face value, this means that this precious baby boy is to be named Jesus because he will save the Jews from their sins. Jesus' people are the Jews. Jesus is Jewish. But then Epiphany happened. On the day of Epiphany, which is January 6th, but which we are celebrating this morning, special people, unusual people, foreign Gentile people, show up at the doorstep of Jesus' home. These wise men, these men from the East, these non-Jewish men who aren't so wise as to have to even stop and ask for directions, show up on the doorstep of the King of Kings. And they bring with them their gifts. Gifts fit for a king. And going into the house, it says, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures... They offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts fit for a king. But what kind of king is Jesus? What kind of king will Jesus be? Well, Epiphany is about unwrapping the most extraordinary gift ever given. On Christmas, Jesus wrapped himself in the humble paper of humanity. And this wrapping God, job of God was so good that many, not even the wise men, not even some his disciples, knew Jesus as God. Some, as well as many others, walked away from Jesus. They rejected him as being the Son of God. And they rejected his possibility because God's wrapping of him was seamless. In fact, it was so perfect that those who met Jesus thought he was just a regular guy. The gift of Jesus is a gift fit for a sinner. That Jesus is a gift for someone like you and me, who at times we may reject that gift or may try to hide it, so to speak, because it isn't fancy. It isn't something that comes with a whole lot of prestige or class. The gift of the Christ child, 
The gift of Jesus born in a messy manger is not something which comes with all the glitz and the glamour of those expensive gifts that we try to push back. So we try to push it back under the Christmas tree and try to forget it. But no matter how hard you or I or anyone else tries to hide this gift, or how we try to act as if it really isn't there. This gift of Jesus is fit for a poor, miserable sinner. Jesus is a gift specifically for you and for me. So this morning... We begin a new season of the church here. As I've said, it's called the Epiphany season. Epiphany is all about unwrapping the most extraordinary gift ever given. The season of Epiphany wants you and me to pull back that wrapping paper of Jesus just a little bit. As we progress through this season, which ends on the, at Ash Wednesday, we'll see that Jesus is not just any man walking around Galilee. This morning we're given to see that Jesus' birth was an occasion for the heavenly bodies in the sky to change. Now we don't know exactly what the wise men from the east saw. Maybe it was a star of unusual brightness, perhaps a meeting together of stars in an unusual way. But either way, the heavens bore witness to the birth of Jesus. And at his baptism, which we will celebrate next Sunday, Jesus will be declared by the Heavenly Father to be his beloved Son. And that same voice is heard on the Mount of Transfiguration, right before Jesus heads down the mountain toward Jerusalem to be beaten and crucified and die. The Christ child, visited by these non-Jewish wise men, is a gift that's fit for you, and all people, as he was born for a purpose. He was not born for you and me to have an excuse to buy each other gifts or to eat too many cookies or snacks. He was not born so that we could spend countless hours putting up our Christmas decorations and then taking them down. Jesus was born was not born so that God could somehow show off as one only son. But Jesus was born so that he could walk down from that mount of transfiguration to a valley of deep darkness, and then ascend to another hill. But this time, not to be clothed in the glorious light which the disciples saw, but this time to be nailed to a cross he will die for the sins of the whole world, Jew and Greek, male and female, you and me. You see, if Jesus was just another man born to a peasant couple in Bethlehem, then his death, well, it's no more meaningful than the thousand others who were crucified on a cross. But Jesus' death, and also his glorious resurrection are truly significant. And they mean everything. And they have changed everything. 
The wise men came and worshiped Jesus long ago were onto the truth, the very truth which a season of epiphany, rather, a season of light would reveal to you and me. For Jesus, Jesus is a gift that's fit for you and me. Jesus is our gift, and he means absolutely everything, and has changed everything for you and for me, as well as for everyone who loves him. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.